Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. This week's episode brought to you by the now open and enrolling students currently MBO 3.0, the MBO program, the Masters in Business for Osteopaths, Master in Business Concepts, right? What's our tagline? Bridging the gap between your formal education and real life practice success. Kev, tell us, tell us a bit about the program. Oh, it's massive. Massive. It's massive. <laughs> <laughs> massive. Well, it's an eight week yes. interactive course. Um, so obviously geared, like this is something we were so passionate to bring to uh, our community of osteopaths to help with a lot of stuff that we struggle with in the beginning and then learned over time through a multitude of mistakes, uh, which is what we want to share with them is, is one, trying to find their authentic voice, like one, trying to build a, a solid foundation to create their practice uh, from. Because uh, a lot of people get started in business and they, uh, they do it for the wrong reasons and or set it up in a way that's not really suited to what they really are uh, passionate about and or how they truly see their, their place of work being. Uh, and we just try and really emphasize on how important that is for the success of your business, the longevity of your business. So that is uh, one of the, the starting points that we go through. Then obviously uh, we're going through anything from uh, knowing your numbers to uh, how to brand yourself properly, um, how to connect with your community, uh, finding the right uh, uh, target group of uh, clientele, um, and then all the nuts and bolts in between all that and creating systems and procedures in order to make that a lot easier. Uh, and then obviously too, in the program, we have uh, a weekly uh, Q&A. So if um, uh, people have questions and we go through uh, other types of scenarios with people on those Q&As. And for those that miss, let's say, a day where they can't see the live event, we always record it so that you're able to see it during the week. And then that way on the Q&A, can, you can chime in and, and we can discuss uh, at that point as well. Yeah. I found the Q&A was actually where... Yeah, it was really we, fun. Where we, we were able to connect really and, and look into people's struggles yeah. actually, right? Because most of you taking this course, you might be at different phases in your practice. Yeah. And uh, but there it's it's fun because we actually got to learn from experience, not just with our struggles and our you know, previous experience, but actually live with the things that you guys are going through. And like uh, any group, you know, like everyone's learning from everyone else's concerns and questions and, and struggles and things like that. Right. So yeah. Well, it feels like school all over benefit. again. We go, we graduate from school where we're so accustomed to working in groups and, and, and leaning on our peers or teachers and then not having that often. Right. Especially in a solo practice. So it kind of brought people back to that collaboration part yeah. or what you didn't think a question might not actually had to do deal with someone else really most people in the group could benefit from hearing you know what other people were saying about about uh, said uh, um, um, issue or, or challenge that they're facing yeah. yeah that's good so check out the website osteomentorship forward slash mbo or osteomentorship.com for forward slash mbo uh, all you know there's a frequently asked question section uh, the payment schedule everything is there for you guys and and again if you ever have questions that you need answered, you can actually book a, a call with us and we'd 
you know, we'd, we'd love to chat and go over um, and answer any questions you might have. So that's on the website as well. You can email hello at osteomentorship.com if you have any questions as well. But we look forward to seeing you in our uh, 2023 and it'll go into this year's session. We've decided to go uh, four weeks before the holidays, before the uh, the break, and then four weeks thereafter, plus a, uh, a mentorship week. So it's going to be pretty exciting. And we're looking forward to, we're fired up because it was, it was a lot of fun last year. So we're excited to do it again. And which leads us into this week's topic, right? Where we're going to, we're going to go at it. Um, it's called knowing your numbers. It's as, easy, it's as easy as one, two, three. Jason came up with that one. Actually. Uh, actually, it was Kevin. Kevin came up oh, with that Oh, it was Kevin. Yes, I know was. you're accustomed to saying my name for that, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kevin, you know, he gets, uh, he swings and. Hits it once in a while as well. It does. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Closes yeah. his eyes and just swings for the fence. Yeah. But yeah. Batting average of 0 0.041. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so knowing your numbers. This is an interesting one because uh, doing this module last MBO, we could see the literal fear. Feel. And we could feel through the camera. We could feel uh, the anxiety towards this subject. And uh, yes, full disclosure, I also still struggle with uh, looking at numbers and, um, and I am working on it as well. Um, but it's one of the most important things you can do uh, because as we said, what gets measured gets managed. And if you're not looking, how will you know where to focus your energy uh, to make the improvements you need to make in order to get to where you want your practice to be? Uh, and that's why. So this is, we call it getting a pulse on your business. Um, an easy analogy, Jay, would be, right, what, the, what they do with their cl own clients, right? The assessment you do with your own clients when you first, when they first, you know, if you do your osteopathic exam, you do your, you know, your ortho, neuro, clinical skills, your exams, your detective work, you establish some baseline parameters so that you, the therapist, and the client have some objective measures and you know where to go. You know if your treatment, uh, your care plan is, is progressing or not. Uh, and it's, you have to do it, right? Otherwise, you don't know what you don't know. You don't. Know. <laughs> Kevin's always running around the office looking for the goniometer, yep. measuring hips, yeah. knee bends. It's your range of love motion. <laughs> you tape love measures. it. Yeah, tape measures. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> well, I think this, I think why people struggle with this when they when we first came online that day was it's the one thing we don't really do a lot in school and it really makes us feel like we're not just treating right we're all the other different courses we take or even part of our courses right it's teaching communication skills and, and different ways of, of looking at your practice but it's still kind of very practice based versus when we did the one on numbers it was the first it's the first time we really talked to people about like Oh, now trying to be more like a, an actual business owner and, and not just simply an, a therapist or an osteopath. So that was, I could see that's where the, the trepidation was in people that they were just a little concerned about looking that way. But there's various levels of number digging we can get into, right? So I think we can probably start off by something simple, uh, simple numbers that we should all be tracking. And perhaps some of, you, some of our listeners are already doing this. But I have a feeling most of them do not, just from the you know dozens of therapists that we've kind of been associated with throughout our um, careers thus far. Very few people actually do this. So why don't we start by walking everyone through just kind of maybe the three ways we can grow our business, maybe some easy numbers um, that we can first start to look at, 
where to find them, and then what you do with them. So it's one thing to look at stuff, but if you don't do anything with it, then not a lot changes or happens, right? So it first, re- it reminded one even before the three the three that you're talking about mm. that we'll get to in a second, the, the one basic one is like starting out on your own. How many people do I need to see a to keep week the lights week on? <laughs> to actually pay my rent? Yep. So, yeah. you know, I, I can remember doing that calculation, you know, going into to business for myself and knowing that, okay, well, I, I only need X amount per week to actually do that. So right away, it's reassuring to know like, okay, well, okay. I, I'm gonna eat next week. I don't need to see 60 people a week <laughs> in totally. order to pay the rent. So then at least, you know, it gives you kind of some security that way of, um, of knowing like you can move forward with things. So it's always good to get a gauge on that and then everything else. Okay. Well then if I see more, well then great. That's, that's X amount I can actually put back into the business and into growing the brand, into growing, uh, having more exposure, um, doing things like that. So, so the first hurdle. Yeah. So when it's just to give you an, an idea of like, okay, well, with my costs, what would I need to do to actually cover that? And that's just a solo practitioner. So then once you start to have multiple practitioners, then you know, like, okay, yeah, we can potentially handle a bigger place or, or whatnot. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we get into the, the basic ones for someone already started in business. So number one is the biggest number of new patients coming in the door, right? So we want to track like how how many new patients are there. This is a, a great uh, metric to look at just uh, to know like, am I putting enough focus on getting new clientele in the door? Uh, if I am, then uh, what number two tends to be is, is am I able to retain these people? So these are uh, the two big ones we always talk about is with new people starting in the clinic, uh, is to, to look and see like how many new people have they seen and throughout their schedule, like how many of these people are being retained or, uh, so then we know where to put our focus. Is it in helping these people get more clients or is it helping them in their language to retain these clients and Mm -hmm. what are they maybe doing or not doing well that, uh, we can alter and give them, uh, a different a different either language, different approach in order to help uh, create that connection with the, the patient so that they uh, can actually optimize uh, their retention rates. So th- those are two of the bigger ones. Uh, third? Yeah, that's office visit average. So like right. how much are you actually taking home? Like what, the, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. so, you know, what we say is uh, 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 what you're alluding to, Kev, is like there are three ways that you know or have a pulse on your business. It's, it's new clients or new patients. You know, and these are the ways that you grow as a practitioner, as a business, as a, any business for that matter. So it's new new clients. Am I attracting enough new clients? Am I retaining those clients? And am I t- charging enough? So it's like dollar value yeah. per transaction. So per office visit. So we call that office visit average, right? Um, and uh, that's one. So if you're not, right, if your office visit average is very low and you're not you're not making enough to cover, as you said, turn, keep oh, the your lights overhead on, expenses. your overhead expenses, which is also you have to track as well, um, you know, covering your rent and your equipment costs and your, uh, your, you know, your electricity and your internet, if you choose to have an office like that, mm-hmm. you know, your office visit average will tell you how much am I averaging per client, right? Because... Because you're gonna, you have to average that out over the number of hours that you're working, right? So, do I need to work more hours, right? To and that will that will increase my office visit average, right? 
do I, um, can I increase my capacity? Can I see more patients per hour if you choose to do that, right? These are all questions that you need to or ask. Hi- or hire someone new, right? Or hire another person. Yeah. Can I duplicate myself? You know, is there, is there capacity? That's another word we, we look at. Do I have enough capacity in order to um, duplicate myself and or increase the number of people that can be seen in the office at the same time, right? In an osteopathic clinic, that's usually, it's usually hands-on treatment, you know? We can extrapolate off that. Do I? Can I add other services or other forms of revenue-generating services? You know, Kevin's favorite word, bolt-on or strap-on revenue, right? <laughs> so awful. Is it your yes. favorite word? Yeah, it is. Gosh. So, <laughs> you know, worst. so or upsells. We see you, if everyone's ever yeah, you, you see you see that in you know we anything actually it's you black. It's it, you know anything you purchase online and there's all they're always upselling you. Why? Because it costs enough money in order to get a patient in the door. So once a patient's in the door, you might as well offer them something else. And that's what upselling is. Uh, so do you have services that, you know, obviously with, with respect to your scope of practice and where you're practicing in, in, you know, your province or your state or your country, are you allowed to offer these services, right? Look at your, pr- your scope of practice. Could be, could be um, you know, orthopedic pillows, could be foam rollers, could be you know, massage balls, lacrosse balls, could be supplements, depending on what your scope of practice is. But if the patient's there, right, there's already a cost associated with getting them there, why not offer them more services to increase that office visit average? So, and then Jay, you can, and are you at a, are you at a capacity point where you can then increase your rate or your fee that you charge? Are you ready for that? Right. Do you have enough um, of a waiting list that, you know, being respectful to those around you and those patients that you're trying to see in, but are you worth more potentially? Are you undercharging for your services? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's basic research you can do, right? You can you can look in your area and, and do research on what it, what is the average practitioner charging in your area. Something you can certainly look at. To go back to what you're saying, Sean, too, we're a service based company, but you'll see this is not um, just us. This is not just an osteopath thing. But most service based companies offer products to sell as a way for upselling. Mm-hmm. And then conversely, most product phones. most product based companies, what do they do? They sell services beyond that. Yes. Right. So they, it works. It works both ways. Mm-hmm. So I think that's key. Um, and then to kind of make it more practical is so where do we find these numbers? So or I'll kind of share with our listeners what we do. So at the clinic, uh, I'll have our office manager print out quarterly. Um, each therapist are their number of new patients seen and the number of total visits that are seen by said therapist per quarter. And then, and then kind of do a recap at the year and something that we will share with them when we are, uh, doing their, you know, kind of biannual reviews and stuff is to share, share those numbers with them to, to see where they're at. And it gives you a very good indicator of where their health is in their business. Right. So I'll just kind of layer on a little bit more from what you guys have already said, but you know, for a lot of people, it's it's determining if your if your schedule is not full, but you have to look a little deeper and say, well, why is it not full? Is it the fact you're not getting enough new patients, or is it a retention problem? And you then get to tailor, or then you know where to attack and where to make those improvements, right? If you're not seeing enough enough new clients, well, why is that happening? Boom, you need to go out in your neighborhood. You need to do more marketing behind it to get them in the door to first see you. And then also when they're in your office, you need to wow them that first visit. And we've often said this in our podcast that, you know, a lot of times or more often than not, people are referring you people they want you to see, friends, colleagues, families, not based on their final outcome, but in the way you make them feel, which is quite often within the first or second visit they come. So 
A, not having enough new number of new referrals, that's the way to start, versus B, retention is more of that communication issue where we now know that if they're only coming in to see you three times on average. Hey guys, it's Sean, Kevin, and Jason here from osteomentorship.com. Today, we'd like to tell you about the Masters in Business for Osteopaths. It's an eight-week live interactive online program empowering you with a solid business framework to build your practice fuller and faster with confidence. This live interactive program is a pivotal business training program developed by osteopaths for osteopaths that will challenge you to execute at your highest level. Your MBO bridges the gap between your formal education and real life practice success. Please visit us at osteomentorship.com forward slash MBA. It's very difficult to walk someone through a comprehensive treatment plan going from being in pain and dysfunction and lacking mobility to be fully recovered in three sessions. So then we can educate, we can educate our, our colleagues that work with us on, on treatment plan, phases of care and how this, how this, works and that's where your numbers become so valuable because it's not just the number part it's then taking the numbers and what they're telling you and then tailoring that into improving and and um, expanding your your practice right which is what we're all trying to do and then yes once you get to that point where you've got the same amount of people per week then you can budget you can forecast because you know what you're bringing in and like then Sean is to kind of follow through with what you're saying. What does that mean? It means with time, the only way you're going to make more money, you can only see so many people in, in per day or per week is that gradually you'll have to most likely increase your cost per transaction or grab some bolt-ons like Kevin does to, to get some extra, to get some extra revenue <laughs> coming in. So, and that's something, you know, with when times change and there's inflation, because there's a bit of inflation in Canada these days, then sometimes you're going to have to, I know it's, hard to believe yeah but we do have some inflation so it's that's when you want to you know f systematically and gradually you're gonna have to increase your rates just like we're paying for more for all the stuff that we're using as well right in day-to-day -day life it um so because of these all these inflation uh issues that are going on now too and uh, the cost of living and everything else that goes up all the time for sure they're obviously taking into consideration and putting your rates up is a thing but you know, to do that every year is a, is probably a bit difficult. Mm -hmm. so it can be perception, right? That's what, yeah. Even though, like most people have insurance and stuff like mm -hmm. that too, but still, uh, even that's getting less and less. People are being, having less and less coverage, uh, or they're, they're, the amounts they get per uh, per year are not are not as uh, significant as they were before. Um, so this is where, yes, uh, the ideas of thinking outside the box of what you can and can not do in terms of uh, upselling. Uh, services at the clinic, it's uh, very, very important. Like I, I had a marketing person in here today th discussing that, saying they, they were working with a naturopath that had opened a second clinic and they had a, a juice bar in there. They had a, a whole bunch of other services like uh, frequency type therapies, things like that, that were offered in uh, addition to the naturopathic uh, evaluations and treatments that they were offering at that at that clinic so yeah um, it is very important to to look and uh, see what uh you're truly passionate about and what you would want to potentially add to your place of uh, work just to also increase your revenues um and and ultimately the is offer the best care you can to your clientele so uh so these are a lot of things that yeah, you should definitely, if you haven't considered that already, that's something that you should potentially look at. And, and putting pen, pen to paper and um, 
looking at these scenarios, like uh, Kevin, you just made something, do these make sense, right? So we, we talk about return on investment. Um, so obviously, like if you're going to offer these services, well, they might take staffing, right? So you have to consider these things. Yep. So when you're looking at these things, you want to look at them from different angles and say, okay, well, to offer these services, do I need to hire more people? All right, and and but you can't you can't see these things unless you look at them and you look at them with a bird's eye view and you and you kind of input them and put them on a maybe a spreadsheet for some maybe just a a piece of paper, but actually calculating how much that is going to cost. You know, there's a time value as well when you look at things. How much time is this going to take me? What's it? You know, uh, you know, when you say yes to something, it means you're saying no to something else. So. Is this going to spread me thin? You know, we're very big on uh, making sure that you guys are doing stuff that you love to do. Uh, so offering services that aren't in alignment with who you are, just because you can make a quick, or you think you can add to your bottom line, uh, that's that's not going to be a recipe for success, right? It'll be out of alignment with who you are and the values of your clinic. So these are all things to consider, right? These are scenarios to consider. Uh, but if you don't take the time to look at them and to think them through, you're kind of just wading through the water uh, without direction. And you can only tread water for so long before it becomes hard to swim. So these are things. Um, what are some things, that, again, if we go over, just just for you guys out there uh, that you should be focused on right now. And, and as Jason said, uh, we'll just, you know, you print them off, right? Print off your, if you've been in practice for a year, this is the best way to do it. You print off your trailing 12 months. Um, and then from there, you can, get an, you can get an average of how many new patients did I average per month, right? And from that, you can then see, okay, well, how many, how many new patients um, or how many total new patients did I have? You can divide that number by 12 and give you a new patients per month. To get a patient visit average, right, you want to see, okay, it's the total number of new patients. Hold on, let's grab this calculation for you. Uh, and you find the total number of office, office visits per year divided by the total number of new patients, and it'll give you a patient visit average, right? And then um, the, that, yeah, patient visit average, right? And that's the life cycle of a patient. And then for your office visit average, you can divide that by the amount collected per visit, right? So you can actually come up with those. If I'm messing these up. No, no, it's good. Yeah. And if I can just jump in quickly, but yes. this is how you can use these numbers for your power. Because then look what you're currently look how you're currently working. And let's say you're seeing thirty people per week. Mm -hmm. That's one hundred twenty people per month times that by twelve. You're seeing a thousand four hundred forty people in a year. So the idea is then, if you start to know what your patient visit average is, and yes. then when you attract a new client, then you can average out how many appointments they're going to take. You can start to see your math that, okay, I'm going to need to have 7.6 new people per month to then generate this much patient visit average. And I'd start doing that. You're complete. So it's a good way to look when you're, especially if you're trying to scale your business, cause you get to see when is the right time to bring on a new therapist? What would I need for that to happen? What would those numbers mean underneath that it, coming in? But you'll see, is there enough? Am I bringing enough into my practice? Mm. You know, for a while when we first started, started getting started and we were bringing in, you know, millions, <laughs> no, but we were probably bringing in <laughs> dozens of new clients per month. Yeah. We had to scale, yes. right? Because you're just, then people were just not calling anymore or, or go or not, or not staying right. Calling elsewhere. So that was a good indicator because once we knew we hit a certain threshold, it's time to hire someone new because we're just going to ev eventually within a few weeks or months, you get caught up and you fall behind and those people stop pursuing. So 
again, Sean, I love what you're saying because they need to know these numbers. It's always to doing that. And then like Sean said, that bird's eye view to step back and say, but what do they mean for you? Yes, what do they mean? So in our program, in the MBO program, actually one of our uh, bolt-on or actually one of our bonuses that we have is a weight weightless growth calculator. So we've actually taken these numbers, these essential numbers that you need to know, and we've simplified them in a in a done-for-you Excel spreadsheet that you can actually take those numbers and input them into the calculator and it will spit out these numbers. It will sh it will spit the next number out and then so on and so forth so that you can actually see exactly. You can then see if I, if I increase, as you say, increase my patient visit average from three to six, how does that increase my bottom line? Bottom line? How does that build out my schedule over time? Massively. If, by if the I way. increase my new patient averages per month from, you know, five patients to 10 patients, which is any of these things are, they're, they're doable, right? But it gives you, um, it gives you that target to pursue. Uh, as we said, if it's a new patient problem, right? That's your marketing goals. You know, you need to focus on referrals, meet your neighbors, you know, get out, shake hands, kiss babies, as I like to say, who's my ideal client? So does right? it. <laughs> Where do they hang out? How can I get in front of them? Right? Rock stars, coachable duds. If it's patient visit average, that's, res that's retention. That's systems and procedures. So educate, engage, empower. All these things we talk about in the course. Am I connecting with my plans? Providing the wow factor? Listening to them? How's my report of findings? Right? The life cycle of a client? Am I building rapport? What can I do to improve my likability? All these things. This is communication skills. Get a haircut. Get a haircut, yeah. Change your face. Well, maybe if you smile a little more, Kev. You know, <laughs> you were so grumpy all the time. You know, I know you are, you know, on the wrong side of 50, but, uh, hey, yeah. Ooh. Uh, no, not today. today not you're all today. loving. You, you've got a great smile today, <laughs> but, uh, and then office visit average. Am I charging enough? Is it time to raise my rates? Can I add products or services? But the calculator will allow you to see that. And then Jason, if you have, once you have that knowledge, right, you need to get out and then make the corrections uh, take actions in the areas that you might be avoiding or you might not even know you're, you're not doing. Uh, and that's where real success happens. That's where growth and change happens. And then each phase of the way, you're going you're gonna to you're gonna encounter a new problem, right? So, and these problems are good problems to have. If you can't see enough, if you have so many new patients, then yes, you got to duplicate yourself. You got to hire someone else. Right, or you got to work more hours. So depending on your on your work life balance, some of you might want to work more hours and see more patients. Some of you might want to work six days a week. That's fine, right? But if you don't want to work six days a week, then then you want to increase your capacity. So you got to hire someone new. Now that might mean I need a new space to operate in, right? If you only have one treatment room, you might need something with two or three. So there's right? the whole overhead cost and what that would cost to make exactly. that transition. All that stuff plays a role as well. Right. But to go back to on the on these numbers, this is what's so beautiful for, and we had this in-house recently, right? So if you are a business owner already, you have other therapists that work with you. These numbers when you go into meetings with your staff are very valuable. We had that recently with one of our therapists who you can show, we could definitively show that it was not a new referral issue. 121 new clients in a calendar year is a lot, right? That's, that's quite a few, but you could see the retention wasn't there. And and then it was beautiful, just like some discussions, communicate what are you currently doing, perhaps try this, perhaps discuss more about that five-minute wrap-up. What did you find? How do you expect to feel after being treated? What are you going to do the next time? Uh, what kind of home exercises? And then when, when, you sh when should you come back? And then said therapist made these changes and within a few weeks 
you know, unannounced, the receptionist comes in to the staff room saying, wow, your schedule has just exploded. There's no room for the next several weeks. It's, it's, it's about how beautiful it is to go in with something concrete because then they can see it as well. And it really turns out and boom, you make those little simple changes and that's what you're looking for. And it's for. shocking how fast it can happen. Yes. Like yep. sh shocking, right? Yeah. Kev, you ready to add? I don't have much to add. I well, we can get into the next part. If you wanted to say going somewhere else, there are the overhead costs you could look at if you want to make that transition of, I mean, again, this is stuff we cover in the course, but what do we do if you're at that, we had this. Pivotal point. Pivotal point, like do I stay where I am? Do we have to go first, elsewhere? First thing at the seams. So those are overhead costs and stuff we need to look at, right? Yeah, that's, that's a part of knowing your landscape is really knowing your overhead costs. Um, so both in your personal life and your professional life, are you... Uh, what are you, what what is outgoing in order to keep the lights on and keep your doors open what is outgoing and again if you don't keep close tabs on that it's funny how that stuff can sink the ship for a lot of people uh, and it'll feel like you're working hard for nothing if you don't know where everything is so uh, very very important but if you're about to scale it's again you know is this jump worth it to me um, you know, are there other alternatives I can do in the meantime, um, you know, with maximizing the space that you have? These are all things that it helps to, it helps to look at pen and paper. It helps to look at with someone like us, right, where we can bounce ideas off you, uh, or we can challenge you in different ways. But again, we can't say this enough. If you don't look at it, you don't know what you don't know. Right, Kev? Completely. And then also you can say, Sean, as much as we're saying to people, you don't have to be an island, which is so true. It's the same for us. Yes. And we did this early in our practice. Like we, I don't know all these numbers and accounting and bookkeeping. So surround yourself with people, find a mentor yourself, you know, pick up a book yeah. and get read it. some books on it. Or, or for us, we have discussed with our bookkeeper. accountant and our bookkeeper about, can you just walk us through this financial statement? What does this exactly mean? And we're thinking about looking at this. Where else should we look? What numbers would you look at if you're in our, our, in our case? So having meetings with the people that you surround yourself and you trust goes a long way into making yourself feel more comfortable as well so that you can take the time. Because quite often we heard in that course, people said, well, I don't know where to look. Yes. So it starts with your bookkeeper, your accountant. Where should I be looking as a business owner? What would you suggest I start to look at and I start to track? I'm sure they can help you. If not, they can probably point you in the right direction as well as where to go. If we can help you as well, obviously, but they can they can kind of get that ball started. What documents do I need? What programs? What software do I need to look through to find these numbers? Because it's all there, for sure. It's there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Hopefully that helped, guys. Um, if you need more help with that, do not hesitate. Reach out, or you can enroll in our upcoming MBO program, the Masters in Business for Osteopaths. Uh, again. As Kevin said earlier, this program is unlike no other. It's uh, it's probably the missing link in our profession right now. Um, we feel that every you know every uh, person or every osteopath, depending on the phase of practice you're in, should should eventually take a course like this. If it's not one, if it's not the MBO, hopefully there's something else like this. But someone should take a course like this because it will give you power, and knowledge is power, uh, especially if you act on that knowledge. So. The MBO provides that. As we said, it's an eight-week interactive program. We're going to dive in. Module five, I believe, is knowing your numbers. So we're going to dive into this. Uh, it's one thing to hear it, but it's another thing to actually do it, do the exercise. Look, it will empower you. Most people, once they got through that module, were, were very much, wow, I, I, was, I was dreading it. I'm glad I did it. Uh, I'm glad it's over. Kevin said that for sure. He's like, wow. But I feel, I feel uh, he felt strong. He felt confident. You know, he started to smile again. 
but it was it was definitely worth it. So in that module, module five, we cover that. And then uh, based on the other modules, you'll know exactly where you need to focus on, right? To build the practice that is a true reflection of who you are, who you're meant to be. And then you can take that out to the client that's in front of you. They'll show up knowing that they're in the right place because you've gone through the exercise to create that place. And then they will go out into their community and share with their community um, about who you are as a practitioner and how you can help them. And uh, that's that's the ripple effect we're looking after or we're looking for. It's uh, as we've said over time, we can only put our hands on so many people. And now it's time for us to help you guys get out into your community and uh, and help as much as you can. So if you have any questions, do not hesitate. Hopefully that helped. Knowing your numbers, it's as easy as one, two, three. Right, Kev? Yep. <laughs> Anyways, have a great week, everyone. We will see you next week. Peace. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something. Or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend.